The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday, and welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. This week, we're joined with one of my really great friends. Her name is also Haley, and she is a D4 at University of Michigan, where I also go to dental school, if you didn't know that. And we talk all about her journey getting into dentistry, so a little bit non-traditional. She did her undergrad for five years and then worked for two years and did a master's and is now finishing up dental school. So we talk about her process of figuring out she wanted to do dentistry, her reapplication process, how her master's kind of impacted her study skills and the way she approached her dental school classes. We talk about her study habits, how she studied for boards, how clinical boards work, advice for working in clinics. So a wide range of things that I think are going to be really interesting if you are also a dental student or a pre-dental student. But before we get into that episode with Haley, I did just want to share kind of what's been going on in my life in dental school this week as I usually do in these intros. So this past week, we had two exams, biomaterials and neoplasia. Biomaterials went very well, which was so exciting because if you are a loyal listener, you would know our first two biomaterials classes that we had during D1 year were some of my worst grades that I've had in dental school. So it was really exciting to finally get an A on a biomaterials exam because that's never happened before. We have a different professor for this class, so I think that's why. It just kind of worked better with my brain and was more clear and I was able to perform better. And then our exam today in neoplasia, I feel like went decently well, but I don't have my grade back for that yet. I do think that it was an interesting class to study for and diagnosing oral lesions is so, so important and a really acquired skill for dentists. Yes, there's a lot of different types of precancerous and benign lesions that we need to be aware of. And then the most common actual oral cancer is usually squamous cell carcinoma. So that one kind of made some answers to certain questions a little bit obvious, but there was so many other different lesions and conditions that we need to be aware of. So it was a lot of information and it's just something that doesn't click really quickly usually for people. And hopefully by the time I graduate and I'm actually seeing different lesions on patients, it will be a little bit more apparent what a lot of the common things are and how to figure out what's going on when something isn't so common. And then I did mention last week that I had an exam for GU, genital urinary system, that was really tough, but we actually, well, me, I actually did kind of decent on it, so that was exciting because a lot of the questions, like seven questions, there was like less than 60% of the class got them correct or something, so he decided to not count those questions. So my score could have been like seven points lower, but it wasn't. So I did pretty decent, which was exciting since I thought I might have possibly failed, but probably got like a 70 or something. And I ended up with a high 80s. That was really great. And looking ahead school wise, as I've also mentioned in various episodes, I don't know how many people consistently listen every week. So I just like to kind of share the big things a few times moving out this week, moving out tomorrow when I'm recording this. So the Thursday before you listen to this episode, I'll be home for all of August. For the most part, we're going on a family vacation to Alaska for 10 days. So that's kind of why I'm moving out early. That way I can be settled in, take my finals. And then once we get back from Alaska, I'll have about a week 
of weekday and then that weekend I will move into a house with my current roommate Amanda and a couple D3s. I'm excited to have more space, have cheaper rent, be in a nicer place, just all good things. Moving in itself is a big hassle and it's expensive and it's annoying but hopefully once I get into this new place we'll be staying for a few years, fingers crossed that it all works out. Other than that though, like I said, finals are coming up so next week no exams, just finishing up projects and assignments and studying in preparation for finals. I'll let you know what's coming up with the podcast though really quick and then we'll get into the episode with Haley, but next week is going to be a another author speaking to us, but he's specifically from like a dental consulting group pretty much. They kind of help you transform your practice and talk about how to improve your profitability. So that episode is with Sean Crabtree, that'll be next week, called Dental Profits. And then the following week will be just a solo one with me recapping this summer term, and I'll do a Q&A, so make sure you're all following the Instagram at Dental Download Podcast and submit questions that you want me to answer in that episode. And then the following week, August 23rd, is going to be a dental graduate from here, from University of Michigan, that graduated in 2018 and owns his own practice. So I just recorded that actually right before this intro, and I know it's a really interesting episode, and I learned a lot. Then the following week, at the end of August, is going to be another guest, and she is a dental student at UNE, University of New England. And she's also from Michigan, the state of Michigan, the Upper Peninsula, but she goes to school now at UNE, so another fellow dental student chit-chatty episode, and those are always really fun, I think. So with all that said, let's get into the episode with Haley. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, hi everyone. So we have another guest today. It's actually one of my friends from school. Her name's Haley. I'll let her introduce herself a little bit, just what year she is, kind of what she did for undergrad and everything. Hey guys, I'm Haley, um, spelled a little differently than the other Haley. Um, I am a D4 at University of Michigan right now, um, and I had a little bit of a non-traditional path to dental school. Um, I majored in package engineering at Michigan State University, Um, ended up doing five years because I took time off to do internships, and basically when it came to my senior year of undergrad, um, the only offer for dental school that I had was a waitlist spot at Detroit Mercy, Um, so I kind of, you know, was figuring out what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And realized that I uh, should probably get a job in something that I got that my major was in. Um, so I got a job up in Northern Michigan, um, and just kind of you know made the decision that dentistry wasn't going to work out for me, and that I needed to stick with packaging. Um, oddly enough, three months later, um, it was a Monday in August. I got a phone call from Dr. Jeffers at Detroit Mercy. Um, letting me know that I was next on the wait list and their classes started that day at noon and that they would love to have me. Um, And looking back at the moment, 
I mean, everything happens for a reason, but I would have loved to take the opportunity. Um, but I told Dr. Jeffers that, you know, I have a job, I have a life here, and I respectfully declined. Um, and then basically a year later, I helped a friend apply to dental school, and I realized that I wasn't ready to give up on that dream yet. Um, so I started studying for the DAT again because my scores expired um, and started looking into ways to get back into school, um, kind of what I needed to do to get on the right path to dentistry again. Awesome. So that was a really good intro to a lot of the stuff we'll talk about today. Um, I guess specifically we can start kind of in a chronological order for you, figuring everything out. So you applied to dental school during your fifth year of undergrad for the first time? Okay. Yep, like summer before going into my fifth year of undergrad. Okay. And when did you take the DAT for the first time? Um, December of... 2012. Okay. So that would have been like junior, junior year, like Christmas time, basically. Okay. So like a few, like six My months third before year. you applied, kind of. Uh, no, like a full year. Oh, a full I year. Think. Okay. I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. But so that would be probably why, like you said, the following summer after you applied, you were going to apply again and your scores were expired. Yeah. Okay. And I wasn't, um, I didn't realize until August that I wanted to apply again. And at that point, you know, it's kind of, um, I want to get my stuff in before August. Um, so I basically worked with Dr. Jeffers and he kind of recommended some stuff. Um, and so I didn't end up applying that cycle. I waited until the following year okay. um, and applied in 2017. Okay. So did you kind of have guidance from admissions people at the dental schools as to like what to improve in your application? Yeah. um, So I reached out to Dr. Jeffers um, personally and just kind of let him know that, you know, I was still interested. I knew that I obviously didn't have my seat still at Detroit Mercy, um, but what I would need to do to improve my application to um, be competitive in the cycle I did apply in. Um, And his biggest pieces of advice were, Um, taking the DAT and raising my score a few points, not necessarily because of what my score was, but just to show that I could do better if I studied harder. Um, And then he also recommended a master's program um, at Wayne State University. Um, It's a plan B program, which means that you don't have your own thesis. um, You don't do your own research. Um, In a sense, your um, graduation paper is essentially like a large literature review. Um, You pick a topic, you work with research faculty to kind of dig deeper into that topic. um, And you're, you're kind of writing like a scientific review of, um, of other research that other people have done. That's good. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of similar to what I did on my study abroad. We didn't have to do our own research. We just got to do literature review, which was, I think, easier than the whole research project. Yeah, definitely less time consuming. Um, And it was, you know, just kind of nice to be able to review a topic. I could pick anything. And I chose um, the effects of caffeine caffeine on athletic performance, um, which is something that, you know, I've grown up as a dancer. So that was always really relevant to me. Um, So, yeah, I really liked that. Would you say that you would recommend people doing a master's before dental school just to, like, get more acclimated to, like, a rigorous curriculum? Um, Yes, specifically for that. um, I don't know how it would have been coming right out of undergrad, Um, you know, like daily classes and that sort of thing. But even then, 
Um, the classes are only so hard. You're only at school a certain number of hours a week. Um, and the master's program that I did personally um, was med school courses um, that were just taught in a separate section, basically. Um, so it really showed me how much harder I needed to study, um, you know, kind of like the level of doctorate um, education, which I definitely wasn't used to from undergrad. And as someone that took a break um, for two years between undergrad and my master's, um, it was, I think I would have drowned my first semester of dental mm -hmm. school without getting back into school. We only took two classes a semester, but it still, um, you know, got me back into studying and busted my butt and learning things more in depth than I did in undergrad. So you, were you able to work at all during the master's then? Yeah. Okay. Um, I had, so, you know, we only take two classes a week, a week. Some of them you didn't have to be in attendance for, that kind of thing. Um, I personally went the overnight route, so I worked 40 hours a week um, overnight at Planet Fitness for a year, and then overnight at a um, luxury apartment complex as um, like the front desk representative. Uh, the second one was really nice because I could just sit there all night and study and do homework. Um, with the exception of, you know, a few bar stragglers coming in, um, I didn't really get bothered much. So that allowed me to focus on school while also um, working. I think people will probably be curious about this, too. Do you feel like there's time in dental school now to work? No. no? I don't. Yeah. I think that, um, I mean, I know there, I have a classmate that's been working, um, but she works at a place that she worked at growing up and can make a very flexible schedule because she knows them well. Um, I think that any, like, quote-unquote time off should be spent relaxing, hanging out with friends, that kind of stuff. Um, I don't think it's worth it to stress yourself out over having a job during dental school. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice, I guess, for people that want to switch their career to dentistry and they feel like they're like behind and late like what would you tell someone that was coming to you with that um it's time is all relative um I'm definitely older than a good majority of my classmates um and you know I've had different experiences in life um but I just really focused on what I wanted um you know I had a great job as an engineer um for two years I just wasn't, I was leaving work and I was not, I didn't feel like I was fulfilled with what I was doing every day. Um, and even going through dental school with the, you know, the challenges that we face every day as dental students, um, I'm still happier doing this than I was sitting at a desk working as an engineer um, for 40 hours a week. So it's just important that uh, even though comparing yourself is so easy in dental school or in the application process even, uh, it's just important to remember why you're doing it um, and that every single person in dental school has a different path that got them to dental school. Mm -hmm. Do you have any like resources or things you'd recommend for people that don't even really know where to get started for applying? Ooh, wow, I haven't applied in four years. How <laughs> weird. Um, well, something that wasn't around when I first took the DAT was DAT boot camp which like changed my life for studying. Um, I did the Kaplan course the first time and it did okay, um, but not nearly as well as I needed to study. 
Um, DAT boot camp was a big game changer. I don't know if that's still mm-hmm. in existence. Okay. Um, so that's really, really um, a huge help that does a good job of whether you're, you know, coming fresh out of undergrad or you've taken a few years off. I think DAT boot camp is a great way to um, kind of refresh and mm-hmm. do well on the DAT. Um, and I would reach out to admissions offices as well whether that's the schools you want to go to or if you have a personal connection with someone at a school and, you know, they can get you in touch with someone. Um, You really don't know what they could be looking for until you ask. Uh, And the worst they could say is we aren't going to give you an answer or maybe they'll ignore you. But, like, I just reached out to admissions at Detroit Mercy and I was like, hey, I want to give this another go what do I need to do? Like, how do I need to make changes so that I'm competitive? And luckily, you know, Dr. Jeffers laid it all out for me in like a two year plan, which was great. Um, and it really, you know, he, he had obviously referred people to this program before. Um, so if you're in the area at Wayne state, the, um, basic medical sciences program, it's basically developed for med and dent students that can't or haven't gotten into dental school and have a, non-traditional past um like I said like coming off of two years of working or something like that um so you know I figured the first application I got one waitlist position at Detroit Mercy and the second time I applied I had eight offers um eight interviews and eight offers um so it makes a big difference um and I think the more you search into it the more you show schools that you care um, the more likely they are to to help and really kind of give you what you need to to set yourself apart from the rest of the applicant pool. Yeah, and definitely like what you said that like the admissions will talk to you, like the admissions staff. Like people think that they won't, but if you introduce yourself and talk to them, like they'll give you their opinions and like the things they look for most and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just remember, like, something that I had to convince myself of is that um, you're not the only one. You're not the first one. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they have had these questions, you know, for years now. Um, They likely have a a standard answer, um, something that they know works, that they look for. Um, But that's what admission staffs, staff, admission staffs are there for, um, is to help with admissions. Um, and it seems kind of intimidating, um, but if there's one thing I've learned in the last 30 years, it's that the worst that can happen is you get ignored, mm-hmm. uh, and the best that can happen is um, kind of limitless. Mm-hmm. That's a very good attitude to have. For the, you said you applied to eight programs your second time around. Yep. Okay, so you weren't limiting that you had to stay in Michigan at the time. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I um, I was at the point, you know, I had quit my job, started my master's, and I was kind of at the point I didn't have a house, I didn't have a family, not, I mean, I had my parents, my family, but mm-hmm. I hadn't started a family, um, and so I just kind of used it as an opportunity to explore what was out there. Um, the cool thing about dental school is that if you go somewhere else, you know, it's four years. If you hate it, you're still going to get through dental school with the people around you, Um you guys spend so much time together. You spend so much time at school that, you know, even if you don't love the area or the place you're living, um, it's still very easy to get through it. Um, and at the end of four years, you can always move. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of like a, a timeline or a, a set 
expiration date or something that you know that um, that you can that you can make a change. So that's I just kind of approached it that way. Um, but when I got into my state school, that is a very very highly ranked dental school. Um, I couldn't say no. Mm-hmm. Are there any particular things that you were enticed with about U of M, mainly tuition or other things? <laughs> um, tuition for sure. Um, I honestly felt really comfortable on my interview day. Um, Michigan does a multiple mini interview format um, where you meet with or talk to several different people um, and about different topics. You know, some of them are theoretical patient situations. Some of them are talking about yourself. Um, and I felt really comfortable doing that the whole day. I didn't feel like I was being interviewed. I felt like they were getting to know me. Um, and I really liked that. Um, and it made me feel like, you know, if that's how the interview process is, then more people at the school have to be like that. And I didn't want to go to a program that was, you know, trying to make me feel nervous in an interview or trying to trip me up or something like that. So um, definitely just feeling comfortable in the interview um, and during the tour and stuff. It's a good sign that it's somewhere that you'll fit in. Mm-hmm. I thought the interview was really fun, too, because... Like you said, it's not traditional format, so it doesn't seem like they're grilling you. It seems like they just want to get to know how you think through things, how you problem solve and everything, and I thought it was very fun. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. So you kind of already mentioned, we talked about your master's, how that translated into some skills that you use in dental school now, but are there any other life experiences that you had before dental school that you feel like gave you some good skills that you use now? Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely not like I'm not saying go out and get a job for two years and then do a master's and then go to dental school because it's a long path. And I'm in my 13th year of college um, (laughs) and it's exhausting uh, and expensive. Um, But if you are someone that's working in a, you know, a professional position or um, even, you know, a part time position or something like that, um, just learning how to work well with others, um, even if they are people that you might not see eye to eye with, might not always get along with, figuring out ways to work with them, work around them, um, work as a team, all of that stuff is so important for dental school. Um, Communicating with others. um, You know, I spent a lot of time as the youngest person in the company that I was working for. um, And so I always made my emails uh, more professional than they needed to be. And now I'm really thankful for that because I... I'm not sending an email to, you know, esteemed faculty that sounds like a text message unless there's someone that you, you know, develop a good relationship with because there are faculty like that at Michigan. Um, But just knowing how to, you know, appropriately communicate with some of the best um, in the biz, essentially. Mm -hmm. And for people that don't have the pleasure of knowing Haley in person, she's like the most involved student ever. She's in like every student org and has leadership and everything. Could you talk about some of the things you're involved in and like some of your favorite aspects of the different groups? Yeah. um, So D1 year, I was like super focused on studying, did well, glad I did it, um, but I didn't get involved in anything. Um, Like I ignored emails that came in about this event or that event. And D2 year, I was like, okay. I need to do some more. That stuff sounds like fun. So in a span of a year, I said yes to, I think, everything that came across my plate, (laughs) which resulted in um, me being the 
grandmaster or president of Delta Sigma Delta, our dental fraternity. Um, I also started a chapter of um, Academy of General Dentistry here at U of M. I think like 80% of schools have one and we didn't. So I was the founder of that and currently the president of that. Um, I'm also the health and wellness chair and co-chair of a 5K fundraiser we do every year for ASDA. I am the secretary for ASDA district board. Um, I am also the professional development chair for um, American Association of Women Dentists. Um, I think I'm missing something, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) Moral of the story is I really like... It helped me meet people. Um, I get so many good interactions with faculty from being so involved in these programs, um, whether that's faculty here or guest faculty. Um, there's a lot of, I've done a lot of cool trips, a lot of cool conferences. Um, most recently in Austin, Texas, this past June um, for Academy of General Dentistry, um, and just kind of, you know, networking and seeing the latest and greatest technologies that are out there. Um, it's really helped me to expand my, um, like I said, my network and my knowledge of dentistry as a whole. Um, and it's cool because you can customize that kind of stuff. You know, if there's CE courses, you can pick what you want to, what you want to learn more about, or, um, if there's presentations, you pick which ones you want to go to. So, I think it's just really helped me get the most out of my four years of dental school um, and also fostered a lot of uh, good relationships moving forward as I try to find a job. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of questions that I feel like people would have for a D4 sitting in front of them. I guess people always ask about like studying and like study habits and everything. Could you talk? I guess first we'll talk about how you generally studied for exams and stuff and then we can talk about boards secondly so first like what was your general studying for like a systems class or something like that um yeah so I I kind of went through a transition period in dental school um the first at least semester or two you know I only went to classes if there was eye clickers or quizzes or something um and just told myself I would stream the lectures at home um And then it always came down to me not having enough time to stream all the lectures. So I would go into an exam with, you know, just the notes from the slides. um, And it wasn't, I wasn't benefiting from it as I thought I would. Um, I didn't didn't have a good comprehension of things. Um, So I think winter semester or third semester of um, D1 year, I told myself I had to go to the lectures because it was the only way I was going to keep track um, keep up to date on all the lectures we were listening to, you know, the stuff that professors in lectures say, this will be on the exam. I was missing out on all of those. Um, so I really focused on going to lectures, taking notes during lectures, and then just using the streamed lectures as backup if there was something I didn't understand. Um, but for the most part, it really helped my studying because I wasn't doing double duty then after school. Um, I was just going to school during the day and then I could review that stuff at night. Um, And I think a big thing was just uh, realizing the depth of knowledge that you're expected to know in dental school. Um, They teach a lot of information and I think, you know, we're expected to know all of that information, um, but learning what your professors are going to test on is a really, really key key thing to focus on. 
because I was learning all the minute details. If there was something in a lecture slide I didn't understand, I would reference the textbook that was listed in the um, syllabus and I would, you know, go into this black hole. But I enjoyed learning, but it wasn't stuff that was on the exam. So I was essentially, you know, hurting myself when it came to studying. Um, so I think just realizing what the key points are, what the big pictures are, um, what's expected of us as dentists to know, um, that helps with studying for exams and really helped me do better um, my second year of school. And I think one thing we've talked about before is people can get really stressed out about the actual like written lecture-based classes, but throughout dental school you have a lot of credits coming from clinical components as well. And when we talked about that, that made me a little more reassured and probably people listening that your grades can kind of improve as you get closer to graduation if you're really diligent about your clinical requirements. Yeah, and, you know, it's awesome. It goes hand in hand if, you know, you want to be a clinical dentist and your last two years of school, I mean, I think more than half of our credits this semester and every semester forward um, are clinical credits. Um, And, there, you know, there's different components of that, including, like, patient management and um, grades for specialties um, within clinic, uh, and honestly, how you how you carry yourself, how you communicate, um, how professional you are in clinic, um, and basically, if you just work at being a clinical dentist, um, your grade reflects that. Um, I I don't really doubt my grades anymore. I, um, and luckily, this is our last semester of classes, so I only have two final exams left. Um, but I've just been really focusing on clinics since we started over a year ago, um, and it's paid off for sure. So I guess on the topic of clinic, do you have any advice for students that are just about to get started in clinic? Don't compare yourself. Um, it's impossible to do. Um, I mean, it's impossible not to do, um, but you have to find a way to separate what you're seeing and hearing from your classmates and what you're doing on your own, um, the things you'll hear about from classmates are either like they're really bad experiences um, that they're like, you know, making light of or something like that, or you're going to hear about their really good experiences. And even if you don't have those same experiences, um, you have your own good experiences, whether they are equivalent um, in a sense or not, it's building you to be the dentist you need to be. Um, So it's important to, you know, find your wins and be happy about them Um, And then another big thing is just going for it. Um, I was kind of hesitant. I didn't really push myself in terms of, like, the amount of time it took to do a restoration my D3 year. Um, And I kind of, like, somehow, like, you know, avoided a little bit, um, like, patients that had complex pros treatment coming up or something like that um, just because I was nervous and didn't know how to do it. Um, And then this past, like, two semesters, I've just realized that this is what I'm paying for and there's faculty to help me, um, and this is the time to, to push myself, to learn, to make mistakes, and believe me, I've made them, um, but I'm happier now. I go into every appointment knowing that I know enough to get me through the appointment. Um, I might not know how to do what I'm doing, but I know enough to, to learn or to figure out what I'm doing. And I feel like you have really strong relationships with like a handful of faculty and then you consistently work with them because you know who you want to practice like. Do you feel like those relationships formed 
organically just by like trying out different faculty your first year or did you kind of have to seek out and find out who you work best with? Yeah, so we, I'm not sure what systems are like at other schools, but we kind of have, um, you know, we'll have three restorative faculty, um, two pros faculty, a perio faculty in clinic one day. Um, and at first I pushed myself to work with as many different faculty as possible. Um, if I didn't know the name, I would work with that faculty that day, which I'm really happy I did at the beginning because I learned a lot. I got to see so many different styles. But then as it got into, you know, more into my D3 year and now especially my D4 year, like Haley was saying, there's faculty that I I really agree with what they're what they're treatment planning, what they're finding, how they're approaching things, how they're treating the patient. Um, and not to say somebody else's way is wrong. Um, it's just what I work best with and what I learn best from and how I want to be as a dentist. So now I've just kind of refined it so that I'm working with faculty that, that I work well with so that I get the most out of my dental school experience. Yeah, I think that was all really good insight for clinic stuff. Um, we... I mentioned we could talk about boards, but we haven't yet. So that's one last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up. But so can you talk about your board's experience? I know upcoming people will have integrated, so yours was different. But I think it'd still be useful to just kind of explain how it all works. Yeah. um, So boards are, like, a terrifying thing. Um, They're stressful. You'll hear so many different opinions from so many different people that, you know, this exam was really hard. Sorry, this board exam, you know, integrated. I've heard it's really easy. I took part one and part two, which I don't regret one bit, um, even though I've heard everyone talk about how much easier relatively integrated is. Um, but the, I think it's most important to just set time aside. Um, if you're going to, you know, my first part I took, we were allowed to sign up as of January, and I took the first week of February. So the first four weeks of the semester, I really didn't do anything extra in clinic. I didn't do anything extra in terms of um, assisting or, you know, working with other classmates and stuff. I did the bare minimum and studied every minute of every single day for four weeks um, and just got it out of the way. Um, and kind of similar for part two as well. Um, it's a little bit different of an exam. Um, but again, I just did like three weeks of focused studying. Um, I used patient appointments as like my break from studying. Um, and I'm happy that I just dedicated, you know, a few weeks, got it over with, um, instead of kind of drawing it out or, you know, I know classmates that haven't taken, um, part two or haven't taken integrated yet. And now we're kind of at the point where, well, we're in our fourth year, you know, it's our last football season. Um, it's our last, you know, everybody wants to go like apple picking and all the other fun fall things we do in Michigan, but there's friends that still need to study for boards. And I think they're kind of realizing that they should have just got it over with when everyone else was, because Mm -hmm. that's when we were all, you know, we weren't going out, we weren't doing a ton outside of school. We were just studying. So Mm -hmm. kind of get a feel for what your classmates are doing. Obviously, if that's not something that would work for you you don't have to follow it. It is very free and when you want to take it. Um, but it's a good thing to have study buddies just to hold each other accountable or to have a glass of wine with when you have a really terrible day of studying. Um, and just to kind of celebrate with when it's all over. 
I know you've mentioned to me that you really like the mental dental YouTube page for studying. Is there anything else like resource wise that you would recommend? Um, the dental mastery app is really helpful. Um, I think that questions on boards are a little more challenging than the mastery app. Um, but it's a great tool to have, like, you know, when you're sitting waiting for class to start or in between patients um, or at lunch to just flip through questions and kind of keep um, your mind, you know, focused on the, the things we need to know. There's so much information. Um, but Dental Mastery goes through every single question. Once you answer it, it tells you what percentage of people got that question right. Um, it gives you an explanation for why every wrong answer is wrong and why the right answer is right. So you're not only seeing the information about the right answer, you're also learning more information outside of that, um, which was really helpful. And then, yeah, in terms of just kind of reviewing and where to start for studying for boards, Mental Dental was great to cover all the topics. Um, and then after that, just, you know, um, I think I just did Mastery App um, and went through old exam questions um, until I couldn't stay awake anymore. <laughs> And you passed. So. And I passed, yep. <laughs> yeah, I know Mental Dental is working with DAT Boot Camp now because they made an INBDE Boot Camp. So oh, that's awesome. That's probably going to be a really good resource when it's fully finalized that people can check out if they want to. Um, I guess last thing, though, um, patient boards. I know you haven't taken them yet, but can you kind of explain how they work? I know there are a couple different like sessions. Yeah, um, so at Michigan we take the CDCA um, it's a pretty popular one. I know not everywhere in the country accepts it, um, but a lot of states do. Um, and if your state, if the state you practice in doesn't accept the boards your school takes, you can take other boards. So don't don't think that you're limited there. Um, but basically, we have to register by the end of August. Um, it's expensive, um, like twenty three hundred dollars, um, but that covers exams for the rest of the year. Um, there's one written portion. Um, that I believe is like treatment planning, diagnostic, stuff like that. Um, it's a half day at a Prometric testing center. Uh, and I've heard that it's as long as you study for a couple days before, it's a breeze. Um, and then in October, we will have our PROS and our ENDO boards. Both of those are on mannequin teeth, They, um, which is nice because they're, you know, regulated. They're all standard um compared to patient board, live patient boards, which gets into a whole bunch of other issues. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so and then so that's in October. And then in March, we take our um, perio and our restorative boards. Again, this is the, I think, second year, third year that this is on mannequins in the state of Michigan. Um, I know it has been approved to use um, mannequins for restorative and perio nationwide. Um, some states have regulations against it, um, but for the most part, I think, especially with COVID, most people are moving to mannequin boards, um, and then as long as we pass those, that's what we need for our license. And then you can be full dentist, degree plus boards, and you're good to go. <laughs> yep, yep. It's a, it's a long road and a lot yeah. to get through, but so worth it. Okay, before we wrap up, what is like your final take-home message you would like to leave people listening with? I think the biggest thing is to to do your own, to go on your own journey, um, whether that's leading up to dental school, while you're in dental school, 
Um, there's so much comparison happening. You know, it's a ton of type A students that all really want to excel at the same thing. Um, and you just have to acknowledge that every single person's path is different, no matter what they show outwardly. Um, make sure that you're doing what you need to do for yourself to be the dentist that you want to be at the end of the day. And if people have more questions specifically for you, is there a good like contact, like an email or? Yeah, um, my email is um, Laird Hay, L-A-I-R-D-H-A-Y at umich.edu. You can also find me on social media. Um, Sometimes I'm not great at checking my DMs on Instagram. It's a little behind my time um, (laughs) or ahead of my time. Um, But, you know, feel free to reach out to me in any way. Um, I will eventually respond. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, of course.